So welcome to the Expert Edge. Today, I interview one of my students. In fact, I randomly was in our Self From Stage Academy group and I saw a post. Uh, it was from an amazing woman who you're going to hear from today. Her, main's, her name is Megan Blacksmith. And she ran her first in-person event. Uh, and we're going to unpack how she made some significant profit at that event, um, selling a high-ticket offer and um, and really converted, essentially she converted 44% of the audience into her offer and it was only a day and a half event. It was like a short event and she converted 44% of people into it and it was the first time she's ever ran anything like this before. So we're going to unpack how she ran the event, how she filled it, all that sort of stuff. So if you've ever been wanting to run a live event, maybe a small workshop or something like that, and you wanted to make an offer, maybe you want to sell a higher ticket program or something like that, you're going to learn tons of really useful strategies from this conversation. Now, if you are also listening right now, Megan is currently a student of Self From Stage Academy. Self From Stage Academy is my flagship program that essentially helps coaches, course creators, and speakers to design presentations that convert. So if you want to run a webinar, a virtual event, a three-part training series, a workshop, a live workshop, any sort of presentation where you want to design it and actually convert people into your programs without feeling sleazy and pushy and salesy, this program is for you. And like I said, Megan is a student of this. So if you're interested in joining, we are open for enrollment for just a few short days. We're open right now uh, from the release of this podcast and we close very soon. So head over to sellfromstageacademy.com and uh, you can check that out there. The link will be in the show notes as well. If you do decide to join from the podcast, send me a DM on Instagram. I'd love to know because this is what I know is that when people design a presentation that converts, their entire business, their entire life completely changes. And I just have, I have countless amount of students that I could interview and have this conversation with. I just saw Megan's post the other day. I'm always seeing these types of posts in our groups because people just take the content, they apply it, and they convert clients, they grow their business. And what's cool is once you've designed that one presentation that converts, you just literally keep doing the same presentation over and over again. Most people think that, oh no, I need to do, design a new presentation every time. You don't. In fact, we have students who design one presentation, they put it on evergreen and do hundreds of thousands. In fact, we've just had a student do over a million dollars from a webinar that he designed in the first two or three months of joining Self From Stage Academy. He designed a webinar, he put it on Evergreen, and he did over a million dollars this year. And he's not even running paid traffic to it, right? So he's got a YouTube channel, it's directing traffic to it like that. But there's so many options that you have once you design that presentation that sells. And so it creates freedom, it creates opportunity and absolute impact in people's lives because you get to serve people on the next level. So definitely go and check it out, sellfromstageacademy.com. Uh, and like I said, e even if you don't want to sell from stage at a live event, you probably want to use it on a webinar. The webinar structure is just pretty much the same, right? It's, it, it's all built for either online or live presentations. Any sort of stage where you're communicating and connecting with your audience, you want to convert them into clients, 
that's what Sell From Stage Academy is about. I'm super proud of it. It's an incredible program. Hand on heart, I know it will change your life if you decide to join. So uh, let's get into today's episode, unpacking the journey of running uh, Megan's first live event. You are listening to the Expert Edge Podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities, and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. Megan Blacksmith, welcome to the Expert Edge. Hi, Colin. Thank you for having me. Hey, I'm super excited to uh, tell your story because I think it's going to encourage a lot of people who are building their coaching businesses and and really just help people to uh, yeah, get get excited about their journey of of running live events or virtual events or however they want to run it. Um, so first of all, before we get into it, could you share um, can you share your journey of how you kind of started your business with one specific type of person that you served, and then and then now who you're serving? Because I think a lot of people go on this journey. I know I have of changing my avatar or evolving my avatar of who I'm focused on. Can you share that journey for, for, for the listeners so they get, to understand the context of your journey? Absolutely. Uh, the journey has taken a few twists and turns as I actually started in as a mechanical engineer. I wasn't in health at all and uh, had my own uh, fell off what I call fell off the hormone cliff after I had a baby, which led me to understanding that there was a world of holistic health, nutrition, functional medicine, because I, Colin was going to every doctor saying, I don't feel like this is right. Uh, I don't feel well. I was having panic attacks. I would just lie on the, lie on a little mattress next to my baby, hoping she wouldn't need anything because I was in a full-blown anxiety panic attack, which had never happened before. And so all my functional, all my regular lab work said, you're good to go. You're fine. And I knew I wasn't. And so I started to really question Am I losing it? Because people, these people I look up to, the doctors um, are telling me everything's fine. And um, I didn't feel that way. So I luckily found an amazing practitioner, found the field of holistic health, uh, nutrition, and, and discovered that there were some major imbalances. There were some things that I could support. There was something I could do about it right away. And as I gained my health back, I said, this is what I want to do. So I became a health coach. I became a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. I studied functional medicine and then really started diving into uh, women's hormone health uh, and functional medicine. And that was amazing. And I loved every moment of that. And then over time, the path changed again. We started to see a pattern that the women we worked with were doing literally all the things like they would eat the cleanest foods. They're doing, you know, the functional testing too. They're, they're just like trying and doing everything and still the results just weren't adding up and started to see a pattern, you know, I'm very good at patterns and the patterns were, there was always some belief Colin, there was something that they either believed that they couldn't heal. Uh, it wasn't safe to be healed or whole that they wouldn't get support or health, uh, help from people. If they had their health, right. They actually got attention and love and connection from these health yeah. concerns. It like beca becomes their identity, doesn't it? Yes. Like when, yes. And that, that's, and, yeah, I have compassion for that. So, yeah. 
Right. And not consciously, there's nobody out there mm. saying, Hey, I really want to be sick. Cause I went through it myself and mm. I did not want to be in that spot. And when you dug deep, there was a, a belief that can come from early on, right? Zero to seven, that you get love from your parents when you're sick. I don't really know how you get around that. Although some of us take it on really strong and hold on to that. So the that was when I discovered the world of um, NLP and hypnosis and quantum time technique and things that could really start to rewire the brain, change that programming, change the beliefs, and adding that into what we were already doing with the actual physical things of testing brain chemistry, optimizing someone's lifestyle, their food, you know, their environment. We're not ignoring that, but then the, the magic was coming with the shifting of beliefs, hmm. the small shift in belief. And then all of a sudden now all of it was meshing together. They're able to take the exact same supplements or do the same protocol or work out the same, but get, but actually get results. So nothing's changing in their reality other than the belief. And we watched this over and over and over again, people with really chronic conditions would end up at us that kind of the last step. Uh, and they were shifting like mm. drastically in, you know, seven days, they're shifting really, really drastically. So we um, have discovered over time how powerful this process is and have created it into a process to teach other practitioners, to teach other leaders, to teach clinicians and functional medicine and doctors. We have naturopaths, we have nutritionists, all different practitioners or coaches come through and uh, learn how to add the, the tools, the subconscious reprogramming tools, the languaging tools to fast track their clients' results. Great. So you, you went from serving the general public with holistic health to right. now working specifically with health coaches, health practitioners, holistic health specialists to add in that magic element of knowing how to shift people's beliefs, get them mentally unstuck, emotionally unstuck, so that the physical element actually combines and works well together. Does that, is that kind of where yep. it's at? It's exactly Beaut where it's at. Beautiful. So what I'm hearing is like, there's this like evolution, as you can hear as a listener, this evolution in Megan's journey. Uh, I know she has a business partner as well, who's a doctor, um, partners with her. And so their, their journey of this evolution, first of all, it's really normal. You know, like I know for me, I've gone through so many evolutions of who <laughs> I serve and how I serve them. Uh, and the reason why I wanted to bring you on is because uh, I randomly saw a post that you made in our Self From Stage Academy group. And you were like, hey, guys, I just ran a live event. It was like a one and a half day, kind of two day live event. And, um, and you made a great amount of sales from like really high conversion, all that sort of stuff. So I want to dissect that experience that you had. And, um, but first of all, I'm curious, you mentioned before we were chatting, how did we get to know each other? Like, what was that? What was that kind of journey for you when you saw me or you saw what I did and then you kind of joined self from stage and, and that kind of process? Yeah, so it was a really fast turnaround, which actually is how I like to do things. Colin is how I like to make big decisions. I'm a kinesthetic and I just jump in when it feels good. So I saw one post, it said, still sell from stage Academy. I went over to Colin, I went over to your page and it was just really clear. It was speaking exactly to me. I had about two months before this live event that we just did. And um, it was the first time we've ever hosted a an intro 
live event like this where I would be literally selling from stage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was, you know, I know how to teach and I know what I want to teach and I have an amazing framework to teach. Although the selling from stage part it was a little bit scary. I didn't quite know how that part was going to go. How was it going to be received? I've always been online. I've always been behind a, behind a computer, right? There's a, there's a different level of how that would work. So I joined the course, watched everything probably within three weeks to a month. I just like binge watched hung out with Colin for you know, three or four weeks straight, very motivated because I had this, you know, deadline coming and I knew right. what we're going to do. Uh, and so luckily, you know, there's a structure for everything in there and um, was easily able to just plug in what we were doing and use, use the things that could really expand what we were, what we were already going to teach. And so I just went all in with, with the whole, with everything in there. So good. Cause I think sometimes a, a lot of, you said you, you know, binge watch the course and I get that a lot actually is, is like, cause the, I think there's a fear for a lot of people. They'll go, Oh, if I join this program, I, you know, I won't use it or I won't enjoy the content or, you know, I won't get much out of it. Like for you and your experience of going through the videos and applying them, did you feel like it was, it was applicable fairly easily to translate from the content to actually how you could use it? Oh yeah. It was incredibly easy. And there were a lot of things that I've heard before. I'm in a, I do a lot of personal development. There were a lot of things that I've in that I've heard before that I had not yet applied. We had never really spelled out our frameworks. And I think that was one of the biggest shifts in what we did present that helped convince everyone so easily that we had I mean, we have a structure, right? People want to feel like there's a container. They want to feel like they're held, especially in the work we're doing where we go pretty deep, pretty quickly. They need to trust you as the leader of holding the space. So having that framework, which made a lot of sense for me, right? With the background of, I really do love the numbers and like the engineering side of things, creating some um, amazing Venn diagrams and some solid frameworks to explain this, these process that over we have created over the last 10 years and had never quite, it allowed me to think through and never quite put it into words like that. And the framework made it very, very easy to teach. And I think it was very well received because of that. Mm, so good. Yeah. I, th I feel like a lot of people, especially in this industry, they'll have great content, but they don't know how to visually show it well. They don't know mm -hmm. how to show it in a way that's simple, that's effective um, and convincing. And so what you're talking about there is like building frameworks that sell, that communicate the content and actually move them into your programs without feeling like you're even selling. Like if you do it well, people just want to join the program because they're like, oh my gosh, that makes sense. That's where I want to go. That's what I want to do. So I love that. Now, um, tell me about the event. So uh, just to give people some context, uh, the I'm assuming the event was for this target market that you're focused on. So it's holistic practitioners, health coaches, all that sort of stuff. What was the price point? How many people were at it? Where was it, et cetera? Yeah, so I live in Virginia Beach, Virginia. So I hosted it right right in my hometown nearby. Down the road. Yeah, <laughs> it's always, always good. Literally could walk over to the event space, which made it very great for um, all the things that I didn't quite know were going to come up. I was I was nervous about the idea of hosting an actual event because I had never done that. You know, the, the behind the scenes part of it and the okay, logistics. Okay, wow. So wait a minute. I didn't realize this was the first one you'd hosted. Yes. 
so this good. This is so- the first. So, uh, well, let me clarify. So we, I have hosted, we, we run our seven day trans, our certification program. So we've done that. Um, we've done that. You've ran like a training program. I've run a one, training. Not one that was like a feeder program to actually sell your stuff. Correct. I've never right. done anything. Um, we've never had that many people and yeah, we've never had it in this kind of structure where it's just, you know, everybody's joining together versus the certification. They're there to learn. They're in that mode. That makes sense. People they're already are, pre-sold. You've sold them they're into, the, right. yeah, into the methodology and then they're just coming to learn it. That, that, it's a very different um, experience. So, uh, yes. but yeah, keep going, keep going. So uh, we had 18 people join us and we had this beautiful, huge, amazing room. So we did a, I called it a mixer. I don't know if that was really the correct word, but we just had, everyone got to mingle. We had some cards, some specific question cards they could talk to each other about. We had photos out on the table so they could choose a picture that represented where they are and a picture that represented where they want to go to just kind of get people talking about um, what they want. And it was focused on habits. So compassionate habit transformation And we did have a mix. Not everybody there was a practitioner, but they did have the interest and idea around really shifting habits and leadership was something that we, we believe, even if it's the leader of, you know, I'm a mom. So leading your family or a leader in your workplace or a, you know, coach practitioner as well. It really applies, you know, this, this type of work applies to everyone. So first evening, was just three hours. Uh, everyone mingled around. We did a, we did some teaching and then we had someone come in and do a sound healing, uh, after we had figured out after everyone had decided what they wanted their goals. So we had all these amazing goals and then we locked them in with the sound healing, uh, which we got amazing feedback on. Hmm. And then all day, the next day it was Saturday. We had, uh, you know, nine to five full day training, which we used, you know, the format that, is in your program, Colin, to kind of rotate, to make sure we weren't teaching for too long, to make sure Mm. we had exercises. We had panels after lunch. Uh, We just kind of kept the energy moving. And the group of women that showed up were, they were so engaged right from the start. We were we were thinking we were going to need to like pull people in and get them excited and, you know, get them to raise their hands, but they were, they were just ready. This group was, they were ready. They were in it. We had really wanted to get the idea across, especially as women, the idea of, um, we called it tooting your own horn, but, you know, speaking about yourself and promoting yourself and speaking, sharing wins. We, we wanted to really reinforce that throughout the time. We were like, we're going to share how awesome we are. We want you to share how awesome you are. And every time someone shared a win, we kind of locked it in and we anchored in with a toot toot. We would just, (laughs) um, That's good. But all, you know, so that became the theme of the whole weekend. And there's a, you know, chat group of the ladies still chatting, you know, a week later and they're all giving each other the toot toot. So um, we had, you know, all the different ways of really getting them engaged and like fully embodying it, right? They're physically, you know, using their arm and um, anchoring and just like fun excitement and Mm. pushing them to step out of their comfort zone and like share share a win with everybody. Mm. So that Mm. was the general structure of the event great and then when did you make your offer so we made our offer on the second day right before lunch on the saturday yes on saturday great so so you actually ran it as as like an evening so you had an evening 
before the Friday, people Correct. kind of flew in. Did people come in from all over America, like Canada? Where'd they come in from? They did, which was really fascinating. So the yeah. idea was, I was thinking, I'll do a local event. I've lived here five years. I have all these local friends who are going to love to come to the event. <laughs> and as it turned out, it's exactly the opposite no. happened. <laughs> totally. Right. All these local people who I'm thinking are a perfect fit don't didn't come. Yeah. Meanwhile, you know, we had people fly in from Portland, California, Texas, mm -hmm. like, you know, it's not a small trip to Virginia Beach. So mm -hmm. uh, most people flew in. We did have some that we were able to drive, you know, drive in five or six hours, but almost everyone there had made a pretty big effort to get there, which also I think is why they were they were so, you know, bought into yeah. being there and being involved. It's, it's so true because it, it's sometimes, it, yeah, you think about, oh, I just want to make it really convenient. And webinars are really convenient. You know, webinar, you can do it anytime. You can do it from your, from your home office, all that sort of stuff. But there, there's something, there is definitely something special about a live event, like the level of commitment that it takes, all that sort of stuff. And um, and just, just so the listeners are clear that this you know, one and a half day event. Um, what was the price point of that? It was just one ninety seven. So one hundred ninety seven dollars. So it's yep. like a low. I would call it a pretty low ticket. Um, Very event, low ticket. Essentially break even for the space. <laughs> yeah, you break even for the space. So it's it's enough money that people would want to come. Like it's not you know it's not it's not five dollars or seven dollars um, or even twenty seven. It's one hundred ninety seven. So it's like commitment enough, but it's not. It's definitely not high ticket. It's pretty low ticket. Um, now the purpose of that, you had 18 people there typically on a webinar, a really good, like a good webinar will convert at between 10 to maybe 15% of, of the audience, uh, for like live at a, on a webinar mm -hmm. into like, into about a two to $3,000 offer. So typically I usually recommend if you're selling above 2000 or above maybe three would be the max on a webinar, you're going to go to a book a call. So you're going to book a call and then, and then you're going to sell the offer on that book a call. But in a live event, there is a lot more room and scope for higher ticket pricing. Now your, your main program that you're selling was at $6,000. Yes. So there's $6,000 was if they were to buy the, the seven day level one certification. And then we had a bundle which was 15,000 if they wanted the level one and level two together. Nice. And then out of the, I think you said you total, you had seven people buy. Is that so right? We had seven people buy the 6,000. And then we had one that did the, the bundle of. Great. Yeah. So that's eight over 18 people. That's 44%, 44% conversion rate, right? Guys, I want you to realize this 44% conversion rate into an offer that was $6,000 and above. In fact, someone bought an $18,000 offer, right? Mm -hmm. um, now, now what's cool about this is to like, think about this, like the possibility of this guys, like you get 20 people in the, in a room, you get 30 people in a room, 40 people in a room. You can do multiple six figures. In fact, in with, you know, if you get 40 or 50 people in a room, you could do two to $300,000, it's it, depending on the price point and all that sort of stuff. But it's what's just incredible is like when you get people in a room, the 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 emotional buy-in and connection that people have and trust is just exceptional. And what's great is I know what you deliver is incredibly integrate. You've been doing it for a long time. You love it. You deliver on your services. And so for me, it makes it, it make excited because I'm like, 
people are committing to their next level of transformation that they're going to help people with. And so I'm curious for you, Megan, in, in doing this, this offer at the live event, what were some of the fears that came up for you? Like what were some of the hesitancies, like the, the, you know, the challenges that you had mentally coming into it, which I think is very normal coming into the event that you had to kind of talk yourself out of or manage and so forth. Well, one belief I had was that um, I am not an event organizer, so I wouldn't be able to manage all the ins and outs. And as it turned out, it, there was it was really not that big of a deal at all, and everything went very smoothly. And um, then also the idea of actually selling something from a stage in person, and um, I had never done that. You know that when we've sold things in person before, we've had you know seven days with the people. So by the time we get to mm -hmm. day six, they're they're literally just like throwing their money at us because they've had this amazing transformation. So I had the fear or belief that there this wasn't enough time. I was mm -hmm. like pitching before lunch. This is just not. This is not enough time. <laughs> like this, they won't. They they will not really understand what we're doing, or they'll feel like. Um, you know, I thought I was here for habits. What, why are you selling me this other thing? Um, but what happened, Colin, and what I think the power of, so this in the in-person event is really just inspiring me in every other part of the business, because what happened was we had, I think six people came. So there were the 18 and then there were six more people who came to help us as assistants who have been through our trainings. So we had this group of amazing women who are all excited about the trainings, who, you know, got to speak to that. They got to share their experience. Oh, so and they're current students. Current so some students. current students came just to encourage all these new people. Yes. Yeah. So we had, we had six who just signed up to come help us. They did not get paid. They just attended and they, they helped us out. Uh, and they, and they all wanted to be there. They were all very excited to be there. They also flew in from all over. So it wow. was really cool that that was the kind of support we were getting. What was happening was I was finding out because, you know, when you're with people in person and you have more time together, I'm finding out these stories that, for example, there was a group of five of them who came to one of our trainings together and they all had matching bracelets, Colin, and the bracelets had um, the coordinates of the house where the training was and then the date. So they had had such a huge transformation from that, you know, from those seven days that they had, they were bonded. They, I didn't know this. They talk every single day still in a group. They have these bracelets that they wear. They call themselves the circle of possibility. Like they are, they're in it. So for me to then see, and I know for a fact, I, the, half of them, I really had um, hard conversations they were not ready to join. And I, I did push more because I saw the potential. So I pushed a little bit hard with them. So, and I knew that, that if I had not done that, they wouldn't be in this bonded circle and they wouldn't have had this experience. So getting the feedback of you say, you know, um, selling is serving and just getting the feedback that that really was what happened. This did actually change their life for good. I went into the event, like, what do I need to do for anyone who I see that actually is a good fit? Obviously, if they're not, then yeah. I'm not trying to push them in, but if they are a good fit, and in person, you can see the, you can really read the energy. You can see the fears that's coming up. You know, 
if it's just resistance versus not a good fit. And so we went all in with like our stories and our signature talk of like what would help anyone and everyone here really break through the most. So I think just having that experience in person and getting that like real time feedback that this is that this does actually make a huge difference. It just changed. It changed selling for me. It wasn't, you know, that dirty old thing anymore. Right. That I think so many of us are programmed to believe and fear. And, um, but that, that is kind of what I, my biggest takeaway from the, um, the in-person and just getting that real-time feedback. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of people feel uncomfortable selling and I'm sure that even, you know, when you made the offer, there was a level of fear or some uncomfort, discomfort that comes up, but, but you, you decide one of the, one of my sayings I always say is you got to make your purpose bigger than your fears when it comes to selling. So the purpose is to serve people. The purpose is to serve the right people at the next level. And you can't do, you can't get more service unless both of you bring more commitment because you could bring amazing commitment, but if they're not committed, then you're not going to get the magic that happens. And so money is a currency of that commitment. And so um, I love that, you know, you went for it and you, you realized the heart behind that um, and then made the offer. That's so good. Actually, Into Colin, something yeah. about you just said that did come up. I think this may, may be helpful because mm. um, when we, we shared the offer before lunch and at every other break that we had had throughout the event so far, as soon as we'd have a break, people would come right up to the front and ask questions and want to talk to us. And after when we break, went on the break for lunch, everybody just scattered, like not one person came up. No one had a question. And we were looking at each other like, oh, shoot. <laughs> um, huh, interesting. Um, we either scared them all off or they're just really hungry. Uh, I don't yeah. know. And I, I did. I mean, you know, to be super transparent, I, I got in my head a bit of like, mm. oh, gosh. I mean. I think you wrote that in the post in the group. Like you were like, you know, they, they kind of scattered after you made the offer. So you went in your head. You were like, oh, my gosh, maybe no one wants it. And then, the, the, I mean, we look at the stats, 44%, almost half the people took it. Um, so when did that start to change? Like, because that's really normal. Like you, when you share an offer, people go internal, like because they, they, they're trying to process that decision. And sometimes they need space to be able to do that. You, you obviously do have like the fast actors, like the ones who are like, just die hard. They're like, oh my gosh, that's it, 100%. But in a small group, sometimes like just everyone needs a bit of space, a bit of time. Um, I know I've had times where I've made an offer at, I, I've come into like a mastermind group. I remember I spoke at a high level mastermind group a little while ago and there was 12 women in the room and I'm, I made an offer at, I, I had an hour in the room. I made an offer and no one took it up, like, like no one. And then I got a text the day after. And then uh, the, the mastermind uh, kind of, uh, you know, leader said, she's like, are you ready for this, Colin? 11 of the 12 people are taking up your offer. <laughs> so it's oh like, my gosh. They, they just needed the time to process it. Right. So, but tell me about that. Like, when did that shift? Like when, when how did that work with that shifting of the energy and people taking up the offer? What did that look like? Well, we definitely, so we did shift the energy after lunch and had a, the panel of the amazing uh, ladies who we'd have already worked with before. And mm, uh, this, their stories were 
very powerful and just hit on all the different fears people had around like leaving their kids to go to a training or just any objections. They, they just all naturally spoke to it because they had all gone through it and they had all busted through them for themselves. So they were all wanting to share. They couldn't wait to get up there and share. Um, and so, but really it was by the end of the day, cause we didn't, we didn't really stop until like 5 30 or 6 and that was when I see a bunch of people filling out the application and going to the back and there were some people honestly Colin there were some people in the room that every time I looked out into the group of people that that didn't really look like they were enjoying themselves they didn't really look like they were taking any notes I don't know I was just like oh they hate it there was you know and I see it I see them filling out the form. The form. Like, they're, they're joining and they did. And I was just blown away. But yeah. one of those people I thought was really unhappy came right up to me and had a very specific thing from my signature story that um, that stuck out from for her. Yeah. And um, she was like, no, I'm in. I, I heard the possibility for you and I hear it for me. So I'm in, I'm doing it. I don't know how mm. and I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> oh, I love that. And I love that. Um, you know, part of it, because one of the bigger focuses that I've had, you know, the last couple of months for me has been a, an obsession around story, storytelling, using what I call now your conversion story. And um, so tell me about that journey of like you designing your story and the impact of that, even on the event and some of the attendees. Yeah. So I have a signature story that I've told many times uh, that I decided decided to do a new story this time because my business partner, Alex and I were delivering it together. And since we didn't have multiple days, usually I'll do my story the first day, she'll do hers the second day. So we combined them and we wove our stories together. The theme was um, unconventional. The idea that we, we both grew up not being conventional and we were really taught that that was not good. Unconventional was not good. And really you know, we kind of came together that for both of us, we're like unconventional is actually our superpower. Unconventional is why we're the coaches we are. It's mm-hmm. why we have a different process than everybody else. It's why we, it's why I have a business that does really well. And I take two months off every single summer to be with my kids, right? That's mm-hmm. unconventional. So we really, I mean, we dropped right into our, both of our rock bottoms at the beginning yep. and had a ton of emotion from everyone. I mean, there was, everyone was in it. I think we both, we both really worked on sharing, um, you know, exactly how we were there, what we were seeing, what we were feeling, what we were hearing, just really dropped into the story and wove them together. One interesting thing, which I'd love your opinion on this column, but in the past, I have really scripted out my stories and I was in a, um, 18 day speaker training. And at the end we had a speaking competition and I, I am, was much newer to this. So I had written it out and tried to essentially memorize it, right. Or read it. And I noticed that the people who were in like the top, you know, the chosen to win and the top, top few of the speaking competition, they didn't, they weren't reading and Mm. they, they had it memorized. So this time around, I guess since it was like our own event and there was kind of no pressure, I could do whatever I want, right? Yeah. So um, I had the structure and we had the structure and we knew how we were passing it off because there's two of us. It makes it a little bit trickier of we, we had the phrases of when it would be each other's turn. But I 
I allowed, I didn't actually ever write it out. And I, I knew the stories, like I knew the, the topics, but I just let myself like get into the, get into it like it was happening. Mm -hmm. And some really amazing things just came through me. Like there's part of the story that now I will always tell because it got the whole room laughing and, and it, it was something, it was something I've never said before. I've never told before. It's not a joke I've ever made before. And so it was really cool to just have the structure, but then allow a little bit more flow. Uh, and that, that seemed to work really well for both of us. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm very anti script. Um, I'm big structure. So like have contextual big ideas that you want to mm. hit on and you know, the, the key parts of your story. But I know for me, when I tell my story, it, it comes out slightly different every time and it's still the same story, but I might highlight different points or cause, and depending on the audience, you might change it a little bit. I think one of the most important things is knowing the the core message or the core premise that you're trying to reinforce. And it sounded like, you know, living unconventionally, um, like something like that. I, I don't know what the, do you know what your core, what was your core message that you wanted to bring out from your story? Yeah, it was, it was that living the unconventional life was, was the superpower. Like that, mm. that was the way forward to the, the creating the life that you want. Beautiful, beautiful. And I love that because in that message is, you know, you can't keep doing what you're currently doing to create mm -hmm. the create the life you want. And that what you guys have in your business and what you offer is unique. It's unconventional. It's something that they're not going to find somewhere else, which is which aligns with the whole idea of it's a new opportunity. It's not like the old thing. It's not an improvement. It's a new opportunity that you get to experience as a client if we want to work with you. So I uh, yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, if people are kind of, you know, considering running a live event, um, what would be from some of the learnings that you've had, even with filling it, like you got 18 people, which is great, um, for a, you know, a small event like that. Um, but it's still a good size that there's good enough. There's good energy in the room. Um, how did you fill the event? What were some of the learnings that you had and so forth? So we, mostly filled the event we just shared so social media instagram is kind of our main place that we hang out um on social media so we just continuously shared i mean i knew we knew we were doing this three or four months before so just sharing and i i because it was local i thought well it'll be hard for people to travel and they'll need to know way in advance so sharing that early we, we have a podcast so sharing um on our podcast and really sharing the the changes that other people have had, the wins that people have had from the seven day training uh, and as to, you know, why, why they should want to come hang out with us in person, really pushing the idea that getting out of your environment is how you rewire and change your your brain the fastest. So we're just pushing on, um, so half of a lot of our people really do like the, the nerdy studies and the, um, the medical, the science yeah. behind it. So Dr. Alex brings all of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we, and I also, you know, made a big effort locally, which was really good for me to go out. And, you know, I went to the, it didn't really pan out per se, although that might not be true. I'm sure. Cause I, I do, I do have new relationships now that I'm mm. probably just newly building for future, uh, uh, in, you know, local yoga studios and different places that I go to start to connect with people that 
I thought would be a great fit. So I had made some flyers, Colin. I hung up my flyers. I, I reached out to the friends, my the friends of my kids, their, their, their parents. And mm-hmm. I actually shared that in the beginning of the event. I said, you know, welcome mm-hmm. everybody who's here, whether you were tracked down because you know your your kids in my daughter's class or um, whether you flew from Portland and I did have one of our, one of the people there, one of the members uh, come up to me after and she said, you know, that really stuck with me. She said, because I have been, I don't tell people I know about my services. Like I tell people on the internet, but like, I don't, Mm. people locally don't know what I do. And I realized the fact that you had, you know, local friends there, Mm. people from your kid's school. She said, I am just realizing how much I'm kind of hiding this this amazing service that she has Mm. that she's helping people with. Um, So that was uh, an interesting takeaway as Mm. well, but um, yeah, so it was mostly social media. I mean, our newsletter podcasting and it was just a slow, yeah, it was just a slow trickle. We didn't do any big promotion or we didn't do a webinar or anything like that. Yeah. Great. So just some posting, some emailing, mentioning it on your podcast and did you have like a sales page set up with a video or like what what did that look like oh we did have a sales page there wasn't a video we're in the middle of a huge rebrand which is coming very soon and so we to be honest there was very minimal effort on the um (laughs) on that front because it's all changing so we just had some very basic details of when and where and um i mean which was great because that was all it really took uh yeah. for and maybe that's why the people who came were so bought in because they were willing to come without tons of detail <laughs> so good now i and i and i didn't ask you this right at the start but what's the what's the the brand of your your business what's it looking like now and what's your website as well like if people want to check it out yeah so depending on when this airs um well a little redirect but so we've been zesty ginger all along so zestyginger.com and we are rebranding to be just zesty just straight zesty and our podcast is because will be becoming zesty formerly it's right now the four phase cycle podcast so that's the shift of we were really focusing on um optimizing the female cycle so we went from a very specific niche of women's hormone health Mm. to now uh expanding because we saw as the women were getting their health back as they were no longer having this you know this monthly pain or whatever was going on they're starting to create businesses they were starting to become coaches they were starting to have a nonprofit, and that lit us up even more Mm. and then we saw the reverse happen too is when um that's what happened for me when I had the passion of the business. It actually helped me restore my health because I had the drive and the leadership to, to have to bust through my my own crap and beliefs to you know to expand in business. And then that led to me really understanding, oh, look, I'm doing these things I'm, or I'm not taking time for my own health. Why? Mm-hmm. Why am I not why am I not allowing myself to rest? Why do I think that, you know, I need to be productive to be worthy, right? So I started to see all those beliefs, get a better overall pattern, better overall, you know, balance. I don't know if that's really a thing, but right, attempt, you know, going back and then it, it, it elevated my health. Like I do, I don't really even do all the stuff I used to do for my health. I do way, way, way less and feel great. So mm. that, inspired us to be like, yeah, people come to us for health, 
but they also, it could also go the other way around. They come to be a better coach or a better leader, a better practitioner, mm-hmm. and then they leave with better health. Um, so it was just kind of turned into like a, a big circle. Yeah. I love zesty. That's so good. Yeah, Coming <laughs> more zesty, right? Come on. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, now for those listeners who would love to do something like you've done, run a, run a live event, um, or, you know, like, yeah, like a small workshop or even start doing webinars. I know you mentioned before, you haven't even applied this methodology to the webinars yet, which is exciting that like for that future. Um, if people are considering, you know, joining self from stage Academy or one of our programs, like what would you say, who would you say that it's, it's really good for, and, and, you know, any fears that you had before, like before joining, um, and whether that's been, you know, resolved for you. Yeah. So, I mean, I do, Oh, I think it would be important to make it clear that although we were doing an in-person event, um, the majority of everything you're, I mean, everything you're teaching can be done online and that Mm. will be also, we'll use it in that format as well. So, you know, our three-part training series we come have Mm. coming up or yeah, which you're about uh, to run, right? Right. We're going to have one in February. So the, the structure applies, I think it's understanding it's understanding the parts of the structure and why you're doing what you're doing and what it, what you're you explain really well Colin like this is this is why we're asking these little questions right here like this is how right this is it's how the brain works it's how we get excited about it it's, it's why the people are like oh there's all this possibility is because we're priming them and they're and for what they already want so i say i mean there's to me there was just every there's everything in there to do it an online webinar to do an in-person. So kind of whichever format you want to use, because we're all about having the, the business structure fit into our life structure, not, not just randomly choosing, but I mean, you know, choose the one that fits the way you want to operate it, the way you want to run it. And it's just going to be step by step by step. So mm. um, everything is everything you, everything you need is in there. Nice. If people are like a bit scared that it looks too advanced, um, they're like, I haven't ran a webinar before, or I haven't ran an event before. Would you recommend them doing it like themselves first time or just kind of learning a structure like this and giving this a go? Oh gosh, that's an easy (laughs) one. Um, We did plenty of the, um, we'll just throw it at the wall and see how it sticks. We did a lot of, uh, many years of attempting webinars and not really understanding what was behind the structure, uh, being totally afraid to sell. So we would like run out of magically run out of time. Oh shoot. We didn't get to that pitch. <laughs> I mean, run out of time. Yeah. years of this call. like we, <laughs> so, um, I definitely would have loved to have had this 10 years ago. I mm-hmm. definitely would love to do my first one, knowing that I'm using a proven structure and something. Mm. I think something you shared, Colin, that I really love is the idea of, um, you know, intuition. I think you said something about like, you wouldn't, I wouldn't want someone to just give me two eggs and some flour and say, go bake a cake, right? We do want an actual structure because we in our business are all about actually, you know, making things work for us. So changing it, not just doing something because someone says you have to post eight times a day, right? Mm. And And at some point, if you've never done it, there's some recipe, there's some structure. So Mm. taking the structure 
to start. And then once you have it running and working well, then mod- then do whatever you want and go for it, modify it. But there's, there's reasons why people who are successful um, tell stories in certain ways and introduce mm-hmm. things in certain order. So why would we not use that mm-hmm. information? <laughs> yeah, like there's a formula that actually works already. So um, what I love about this as well, um, Megan, is that, you know, this, this, you know, one and a half day event, you know, you could basically replicate that same event. You could run it two or three times a year, get more people there. Like if you had 50 or 80 people there, we, Mm -hmm. we planned it right out. I know you kind of promoted it a little bit, you know, all over the place on social media and stuff, and you're going through rebrand and, and, but if we like fully plan this out, we got 80 people there um, at a conversion rate of, you know, 40%, even 45% into this, into this program. Like that's, that's like a $300,000 basically, or probably more if you've got a high ticket offer with it as well, 300 or even $400,000 day, um, with 80 people. Right. And so that's, what's so cool about this. And, and the, the cool thing is that you don't have to, recreate that presentation like once that presentation's built and that structure's built you literally deliver the same thing over and over again you know two or three times a year and i mean for a lot of people like if they made they ran two events and they did three hundred thousand dollars on each event they did six hundred thousand in the year based on two main days like that i mean you can live on that so yeah and uh that's such a good takeaway for me and for everyone, the idea of you can actually do stuff and just do it again, right? Versus mm-hmm. recreating the whole thing every time and thinking it has to be new and different. I I did already say my business partner lives in Dallas. So I said, mm-hmm. let's do it again. Let's do it in Dallas this time. And you know, all the people who said, I can't fly that far. We'll be in the middle of the country. So <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I mean, that's just a change of venue. That's, that's great. But, but the presentation itself, which is, you know, the core premise that for me, that the Academy's built off is that you're one presentation away from the breakthrough you've always wanted in your business. And, and you've got it. Like you literally just deliver the same presentation next time. And what's fascinating is you could even have those, you know, 10 or so people that didn't buy, they might come to the next one. And you could run the same event. And this happens all the time because people say, oh, but, but they're coming back to the same event. Why would they even come back? For them, like sometimes you have, they have to experience the content multiple times to be at a place where they're fully ready to commit and stuff like that. And that's totally fine. Like I know for me, I've attended multiple events that are basically the same event. And, and you, you take on different learnings because you're in mentally and emotionally in a different place. And so that fear of like, oh my gosh, like, can I really deliver the same presentation? I've already delivered it once. What, like, how come I, I don't think I can deliver it again. And um, that, that's just not true. Like you can deliver the same presentation over and over again. So. Yes. That's very, such a good point. I, you know, as a trainer of NLP, like I've been to that core, you know, level one, probably seven times. And every single time I hear something new and I'm, I'm a different person, I've up leveled. So the people will get, get something out of it every time. It's, it's so true. And then come back and share, share their wins, which was so, so fun to have our students there just willing and wanting to just share everything they've learned and they've Mm. won and, you know, their wins and people felt that energy, right? They were like, Mm. I, I want, I want that. (laughs) I want, I want to be that excited about what I'm doing. I want to have 
that success. And I love that you brought some of your students there. I love that you brought some of your students there. So I think that's, um, that definitely is like a bit of a secret sauce. If you can get a couple of students there who are current students, that is huge. Well, what happened, Colin, is we had asked, you know, we thought, okay, if we have maybe two or three people helping, that'll be great. So we had our three people and then we got, uh, I got a message from someone else and she's like, well, there's three more of us who want to come. And I said, well, we yeah. have our, we have three. I mean, I don't, I don't know that, I don't know that we need six people for, for, oh, we didn't quite know yeah. what the numbers would be then, but yeah. right. And, and she's like, no, we really, we really want to come. So I was like, <laughs> okay. And I mean, it, it, it was amazing that they were there because they really did help manage the energy in the room. Yeah. And we had few people who um, didn't fully break through some things on exercises so they could take, could take them and complete, complete mm. the, um, exercise with them and help them so it was a it was amazing and but we they just actually just told us they were coming so <laughs> <laughs> so good that's a good sign that's a good sign yes, from your, yes. from your students. We have some we have amazing community well megan it's been a pleasure having you on the expert edge thank you for sharing your journey of running your first sales event uh based on our self from stage academy framework I trust and I hope that it's it's encouraged a lot of people in their journey. Um, and I think it's it's a really nice example of someone, you know, running. I feel like this is doable for pretty much everyone. Like everyone could do this. This is like a it's a it's a, a an introduction event that you know generated gr- great profit and um, you know it's something that can be replicatable. So uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having me, Colin, and thank you for making it so uh, bite-sized and easy to implement. (laughs) I love it. Thanks. Why is it so hard to know what content to include in your speeches and webinars? Knowing which ideas to keep in and what to leave out is the difference between just getting claps or signing clients. If you're really serious about making your content highly persuasive, make sure to download the Persuasive Content Builder while it's still available. Go to www.persuasivecontentbuilder.com and get your step-by-step formula for designing and delivering content that connects with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Until then, we look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Expert Edge.